0: If you don't know what you're listening to, welcome to the Thought Crimes Podcast. On Thought Crimes, we discuss the hardest parts of our behavior to deliver tactics to take control of our behavior and our lives. On this show, we cover burnout, personality, sleep, neuroticism, and more. Uh, Today, I'm joined by both Tyler, my co-founder, and Dr. Nicole Andriata. She's an executive coach for entrepreneurs and executives, helping them find their gifts and purpose in life, leveraging the scientific discipline of positive psychology. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, and thanks for joining us, Tyler, as well.
2: I'm always excited to be here.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm excited to be here too. So my first question, just to jump right in, is before you became an executive coach, you spent a lot of time working with patients at a brain rehabilitation center. Could you kind of elaborate on your early career and that experience?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, It was actually 30 years, so I started at 19 years old. Um, I answered an ad, um, I needed a summer job. I didn't get the hostess job at the Olive Garden. (laughs) And so, um, I always use that as an example of like a closed door, like, thank goodness, because I got a newspaper because that's what you did then. And it said, if you want a job in healthcare, when at the time I thought I was going to be a speech pathologist, um, you know, PTOT speech, whatever, this is a great entry level job for you. And it was at the um, center for Neuroskills skills of brain injury rehab. And so off I went, not knowing that it would completely um, shape my life. And um, I was just um, an average student, um, not didn't, didn't know what I was, you know, I didn't really hadn't found myself. And I, I started working there and working with patients and seeing it was an inpatient post-acute brain injury rehab. So those are people who um, are medically stable, but still are working on all their activities, of daily living and learning to d- redo everything to be able to go back into their lives. And so um, I just, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, what people were capable of, you know, learning to walk again, learning to talk again, training, um, all yeah, it's, so many things right so i would come home at 19 i lived at i was with my mom be like i'm doing rehab and i you know and i i just found this part of myself um at a young age so i i stayed stayed connected to that and i grew up you know going back there for summer job um went there and worked as a clinic aide uh, after undergrad went back there after my masters worked as a therapist and then ultimately came back there as the director of rehab where I was um, in a leadership position for quite some time, over a decade, um, and really connected with positive psychology from a leadership perspective by that point.
0: Cool. Yeah, thanks. That's really cool. And then um, you ended up becoming an executive coach. What was the path from director of a rehab to executive coach?
1: Well, I would have never known. So I loved my career. So it wasn't that um, like I was inspired and I was getting used to use my strengths. It was all the good things. Um, but like so many people, I think particularly now, but this was right before COVID, um, my mom um, at 69 was diagnosed with breast cancer and died six months later. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had been um, retired for a really short time and had been like, just lived a life of service. She was a teacher, but she was the kind of teacher that we all need in the world, you know, and just, yeah. and, um, it just, I mean, like, like, like death can like, just made me reconsider everything. And I thought, um, that I was really proud of the life of service she le- lived and I was proud of what I had done, but that maybe I could have a little more fun too my job was inpatient. It was 24 hours a day. It was my life. And so, um, so that's kind of like, like so many people during COVID right now, people are reconsidering like a balance in life and all of that. So it, it came out of that. And then it was like, okay, um, how can I take what I've learned? Some of how I dealt with that kind of trauma too um, for traumatic for me, um, and share it with others. So I had all this brain experience in neuro rehab and understanding neuroplasticity. I had leadership experience. Um, I'm a therapist, obviously I have a background in psychology and thought, well, I have something to share and I didn't know exactly how it was all going to take shape, but here I am and I love it. So,
0: um, yeah. Do you mind if I throw kind of like a, a bit of a zag, uh, in the, Works. What's that's not a phrase, but I'm, I'm really curious about, um, basically, that's a really, I don't have a better word, but that's pretty gnarly, right? That's like a quick path to a, a tragedy, right? That's like a short amount of time to deal with the grief. Um, did you find, like, how do you think of positive psychology in in that? Right, like where yes. do you find the positive psychology of grief uh, of something that's tragic of something that happens fast, traumatic? Yeah. Right, you were use the word trauma, it's a traumatic experience.
1: Yeah. Oh my God, that's such a good question. Um, so I learned a lot about positive psychology, and I can tell you at the top. Up, uh, so two two things that makes me think of one if I'm if I'm just acting as a coach right now, I'm going to mm. tell you that when you know your character strengths and when you use them intentionally um, and mindfully and you, you practice them when your resources are down, it's going to help you build resilience. It's going to give you the energy. It's going to help you, right? But from a personal perspective um, and reflecting back on when I was going through it and I wasn't able, I mean, hindsight's 20 to 20, um, I see how I could have done better in that. So I'll, I'll give you, this is the clearest example. So one of my character strengths is kindness. And when my mom was sick and she was navigating the hospital system, I was angry all the time, right? Like I was just, and I, I mean, I wasn't I, and um, I I was using my leadership skills, which is another one of my character strengths. but I just felt aggressive, I just felt angry. And my mom um was, you know, oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't expecting this question. I mean, so sorry, so, yeah, yeah. See, no, so so this is how it works. Um I saw my mom using her kindness, like even in like tremendous pain and asking questions of the nurses. And oh, this is Ralph. He plays the um saxophone, Nicole, and all of his kids play instruments. And I was like, I don't care. I was like, mom, like, how are you being so nice? I'm just so angry.
0: Mm.
1: Um, And then once I got through that and I was having perspective and I'm practicing this, I see that if I would have gone out of my way um, to do exactly what she was doing or maybe even collaborated with her, say like, hey, we should bring the nurses a note or what could we thoughtful like, and that I would have felt, Energized by that, you know, mm. but I was telling myself that I had an excuse to not be kind. But I, I'm kind for me because it makes me feel better, you know. Like I know understand that in a different way. So I would, if I were to go back and talk to that person, I would have done intentional things, I would have written notes, I would have, you know, just been thoughtful um, because I really needed that energy. It's like, because they, that anger was so unfamiliar to me. And I would have gotten some balance through adversity. So I think um you you you. so positive psychology gives you resources. So mm-hmm. you know, because those are the things that are most inherent and energetic to you. So you you practice them and you literally get a reservoir, you know, of energy to deal, you know, with the stress. And so um it's definitely not about um like toxic positivity. It's very much about what knowing what fuels you and what can help you face adversity.
0: That is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And we can feel your emotion. I mean, I yeah, I, I wasn't trying to throw you a curveball. I was honestly just Yeah, yeah no.
1: And yeah, for those who are listening, I'm sorry. That wasn't on my question list, but I I love talking about it. It's a really good question. So yeah. we we
2: well, life's real, you know, real real, yeah. real things happen to people. And Connect, connecting this to like the, the brain rehab work you were doing. I also lost my father when I was like, like, like 12 years ago or no, 10 years ago, something like that. Um, and I was completely, like our term for it is out of shape, right? It's so like when we're acting in ways that aren't like yeah. related to the, the strengths or something. Right. And like looking at the list, I took your test and, uh, looking at my list, I wasn't doing any of my top five. And I had like the best excuse, right? I like just set everything aside. I was like, you know what? I can be angry, lazy, whatever it is, because like this this thing just happened. And I'm curious, because like I know brain oxygenation is related to like uh, the neurotic, ang- anxious, depressed pathways in your brain. And I was working out significantly less, probably like less mentally active at that time do you do you do you see any dots connected to like uh emotionally traumatic events related to like brain trauma or like and and i guess like minor needs for rehabilitation to get back to our strengths
1: yeah i mean i mean in a lot of ways um positive psychology is that i think so we're all familiar with the word trigger right so like not in graph like trigger um it's, it's a, a word used um, pretty loosely sometimes, right? Like trigger warning or whatever, but we also know that it is an important clinical term. Like that is related to real trauma or like, you know, some of the things that we're talking about, but either way, it's speaking to the fact that there is um, that without even consciousness at first, our autonomic nervous system is sending out signals that there's danger or there's fear, we're shutting down, we've got the cortisol, the norepinephrine, all going off. Um, it's really hard on our nervous systems. Um, and in times of um, like, you know, a chronic illness or, or even grief over time, it's like that is on overdrive, you know, even when, and so um, positive psychology is it was this Deborah Dana came up with a term called glimmer, which is the opposite of trigger, mm. and it's those micro moments um, that bring us calm, joy, peace. Um, but it's not again this. Um, I mean, I like it. I like the sparkle part of it, but it is <laughs> actually this. It's just as scientific, right? It's like a download of dopamine and serotonin, and that when we flew in and we just take a moment to, um, like, listen, we, I could hear birds chirping right outside my window and like, um, smile, you know, or, um, you know, cup of coffee, something that smells good, um, anything. Right. So these things aren't, these aren't, um, necessarily, they could be connected to our cares character strengths, but they're more at what, what sparks, um calm and contentment and peace and connection that can help combat those triggers and not thinking that um that 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 that's for balance it's not to negate the trigger it's not to to ignore what's going on but that we can soothe our ner- nervous systems and we can create space for other um feelings rather than <laughs> um sadness and grief
0: yeah that's awesome that was beautiful um tyler and i have talked about something really similar which is um because we're we're also friends outside of work we've been friends for like yeah yeah for for like (laughs) a long time uh and uh we've had a couple of conversations about the idea of like lifelines and death lines like if we're in our friendship promoting things that are actually not only bad for us, but we don't even enjoy ultimately. Why then are we then socially reinforcing these things in each other when we could be like, you, you have a series of choices, like let's go get blackout drunk or or let's go for a bike ride and then uh, go out on the river and like co- coast down the river, right? Like-
1: Okay, you're speaking positive psychology right now, right? Because we there is like, you know, And it's the same about weaknesses, like you can examine and spend energy considering why you're not good at something, you know, but the science is showing clearly that that time is so much better spent considering and focusing on what you're good at and figuring out how you're going to do more of it. Like it just, the momentum, it grows exponentially. Like the, the, the amount of joy, success, well-being, all the good stuff is is there you know but um our culture um and and just speaking of you know our brains we have that negativity bias like we have that tendency to want um to ruminate on things that went wrong and we just don't ruminate enough on what went right
0: yeah i don't even know the word for like we have a word specifically for overthinking the negative qualities of an event in the past. It's like rumination is the word. I don't know. Like positive contemplation. We don't have that. We don't have the glimmer, right?
1: They they Savor is one good word.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Savoring an experience. That's great. That's good.
1: You know, to land on it and stick with it longer, like we'll have a glimmer. Like, so if, if, like we connect over triggers, right? Like, Like, oh, that triggered me. Again, this is not talking about real trauma therapy, but like how we use it socially lightly, like that triggered me. Um, But when someone's like, oh, that, that sparked a little joy with me in a meeting, like no one would say that, like, you know, like Mm -hmm. that just, that just rang true for me. Like that just felt great. Like we don't story it. We don't talk about it. We don't grow it, but we're all ready to talk about um, something that, that um, made us uneasy. We're so so much more comfortable with that socially. So that's one of the things that I I'm really wanting to do in my work is make um, it more calm and more comfortable to talk about what's going right.
2: Yeah, well, I, have, I have a Go ahead, few questions on that one, because <laughs> uh, I, I like getting into like the science of things, too. And you, you said that the science of this shows focusing on positivity is better. Did, have you also looked into like the, the social aspect of that positivity? Like you were just saying in a meeting, is it related to like us? valuing modesty so much like modesty is sometimes like related to our psychological well-being too it's like not letting like not trying to shove how happy we are in other people's face because it might make them feel worse Mm -hmm. like how how does or do those things relate
1: so so that's interesting so what when when i talked about a response that would that might be really um generous like that meant a lot to me. Like that, that right. was really interesting that you said that. So, so when if if I had a glimmer, or, or, you know, sometimes, um, like I liked the way you phrased that. When you phrased that, it really resonated with me. It felt true. It felt authentic. Or you know, just like if something, the we know the opposite. If someone said something and it 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 um stirred something up in us, you know, social justice or that that's you know right or wrong or whatever. But like we we wouldn't acknowledge or even story like maybe if we don't say it out loud something that that um, resonated with us um that savoring or creating a story or saying i think i that made sense to me because it connected to this value or or this strength or something that means something to me like just stay with it a minute right because again we will story why something made us mad But, but I get what you're saying, um, Tyler, like, um, I, yeah, I'm not, um, I know what you're saying that, um, if you're having a, having a good day, it's not like I'm on fire, but although I do think that we need more friends who you can do that with, like, right. Like maybe not like in a business meeting, like I'm winning, but, but, um, I really value the friendships who I can do that with. And it's not bragging and it's just like celebrating a win or something that went well. Mm -hmm. And I have friends who love that too. Like that we, like we want to hear the good stuff. Right.
0: This is something just to share a little bit. I've, I've struggled with because I went through a, a, a lot of hard stuff that And it ties into what both of you guys are talking about, right? Um, The way Tyler expressed it was not expressing his top top five strengths. You also said, right, giving yourself the excuse to be a jerk to other people. I totally have gone through things similar um, for longer than I realized, right? Like long periods. And one funny thing about positive psychology when I encountered it was, I was in a very pessimistic, angsty, reject everything phase. And so I was like, well, being positive is corny or something, right? Mm -hmm. Now I pursue it, but- it's funny it's funny that like th- that wh- wholesomeness like especially teens they're like ah wholesome means not cool or something right like corniness oh yes
1: suffering uh, has depth right like <laughs> it has no depth i i i so relate to that like i um in fact i mean i i i i do a lot and i think um actually I didn't. I didn't um, language. I didn't story it this way. When you asked me about um, learning from the loss of my mom, that was part of it. It was that I really valued that I work hard. I'm doing really like I'm in brain. You know, brain injury rehab, and it's like I'm. I I was valuing, and also thought, yeah, like that. Who was who I was, and that I mattered because I was working really hard. And then other times that I, um, if I was having a deep conversation, it also was in my younger angsty days about suffering, you know, and like that, that made me deeper. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, and you know what, like happiness um, is not a lack of depth. There's a lot of wisdom and gratitude and hope. And like, um, love, you know, and those things are valuable. Like the, those, those things matter and they make, make life worth living. Um. So, but not at this, um, not ever at the sake of, of ignoring like the realities of life, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. it's just all about balance, you know, and, but I relate to that angsty thing. And I mean, and I actually, have a hard time currently still with it and that people who aren't really familiar with positive psychology think about that as as you know toxic you know just that it means um that you're saying that you're always happy and um and the truth is that i found this work in the most meaningful way after coming through um the most suffering it's like I would I, I I was experiencing some success because I was using my character strengths in my job but I was using them more outwardly and I was sharing them but like I didn't really understand um how I was taking care of myself with them yes and, and, mm-hmm. and I and I was able to figure that out after and that has really changed my life for the better
0: well- that that's a perfect segue. I mean, we, we've gone down this really interesting tangent. Um, I want, I wanted to talk to, you know, we prepared some things that I, I really think are important to share with our listeners. Let's talk about this, like your gifts, right. Um, and finding them. Uh, can you talk to our audience a little bit about what you mean by that? And what's the approach for uh, any given client, right? Finding their gifts, finding their characteristics. Well, for myself,
1: Um, so my, in my earlier days, um, I had a a mentor and her name, um, Linda, and she was someone I had tremendous respect for. And I thought I really looked up to her. Um, and I was a clinic aide at CNS and I took, I've told you guys, I love this job. I took it really seriously. And, um, she had everyone over in the department um, for dinner one night and um, she was going around the table and she was telling each person something about them, you know, like a, a toast or something. I was only 19. I wasn't drinking, but something sweet. And there was a girl who was my, um, that had the same job title as me that her name that was sitting next to me. And Linda turned to her and she said, um, Danielle, you are the most like, competent PT aide I have ever had, you know. And I was like, "Oh, it's my turn next." And you know, I wanted you know positive feedback. I'm getting to character strengths. I promise. But and she said to me, "And Nicole, you're just like a breath of fresh air." And I cried all the way home. I was devastated. I was absolutely devastated. Being like, I want to be the most competent. I want to be smart. Mm. Like, like have like this something of substance. I was showing up, and and so that that single event made me say, "I'm going to be more competent." I swear, the seed was planted on getting my doctorate, right? And so I went on all this journey to try and become competent. But meanwhile, like circle back, and I learned my character strengths, and I find out that kindness and love and social intelligence are my character strengths. I have leadership. Um, and, and so what she was telling me the a breath of fresh air that took me, um, that I would took offense to, I later learned were the things that really, I really have to offer. Like I am genuine. I'm generous with my time, my energy, my resources, my, I, um, am transparent. I'm courageous with, in terms of my honesty and um, yeah, showing up authentically and genuinely social intelligence. You know, I know how to um, work um, amongst all different kinds of people and find ways to connect and have social rapport with, and at the time it was patients, you know, and my colleagues. And so I was doing this really fluidly And I was also thriving because I finally had a place where I, my kindness and love, um, love in, and as a character strength is just enjoying caring and sharing reciprocal relationships. So here I had patients every hour who needed my kindness, my love. And I was, I was thriving. Mm. So so what she was seeing was this young person, like in the flow of her life (laughs) and like, so it was like, wow, what a breath of fresh air. Look at you. But I was like, how offensive. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I, would, I want to be taken seriously, but she was literally witnessing someone like in on the right track, you know, like in a job where, you know, where I could use my character strength. So, um, and, and as a coach, I can too, you know, and, um, so that's, those are my, um, character strengths and. Um, they they can over and under function you know so in terms of personality psychology Tyler and I talked a little bit about that we can talk about them used optimally but part of understanding them is what it looks like like for me when my honesty is overly functioning I'm too blunt and it can be hurtful and um, keep you know <laughs> catch someone off guard and if I'm underutilizing my honesty i'm not being courageous and speaking up about something that's important to me and i'm gonna feel low in energy mm-hmm. so um there so i've learned a lot about the over and under functioning of my strengths and and what it feels like to be using them optim optimally um and it's yeah. a constant yeah constant balancing <laughs> yeah
2: that that resonates quite a bit like we, we talked about this a little you know yesterday but almost the same feedback it's like uh I used to get yearly when I had like my employee reviews is that like oh he's so positive and he just keeps the energy up and people like motivated uh and I was in a highly technical like leadership position and I was like oh so they're saying I'm not technical enough I need need to go work on my technical like you hear what's not there so I'm curious like even in uh and just to give the listeners like a little more detail Mm -hmm. uh We, we, Peter and I took the, um, Dr. Andriata's test and it gives you 24, uh, of your strengths, uh, rank ordered and which ones are most, uh, powerful or, or or most you most represent you or most expressed by you.
1: Let me make sure I, I, I clarify that it's not my, my, um, it's the via. So it's Uh the, um, it is, you know, a scientifically valid, um, Assessment that was created in positive psychology through VIA. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's you know it's not not mine. So the okay. the, VIA.
2: the test the test you use in your practice, yes, yes,
1: it Sorry. is. Sorry, yeah.
2: thank thank you for correcting me. Um, I'm curious, even in the realm of guiding people in the world of positive psychology, like I found myself going to the bottom of the list, and then <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you know what I'm so saying? Like saying, like seeing like oh, <laughs> so, so you're saying I'm not brave, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah you, Everybody, does, I mean
1: that? not everybody but I think oh yeah it's there is a very big tendency to do that and it's also because I work with so many leaders if they don't have leadership in their top five it's like oh my gosh and and, and great leaders don't have necessarily have leadership as their character strength they know what their strengths are and they use them leverage them good and they're good at recognizing other strengths and partnering with those people, like period, like you don't have to, but um, we all, to your point, we have all 24 character strengths. We, we have them all. And even though you and I don't have bravery in our top five, we've had to be brave. We can be. The point is, is that when we are brave, that we have to gather up energy and resources and spend it on that when we need to. And the top five are the things that are so effortless and energizing to us that 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 we can't help but be these things. So we don't have to try. And when we do use them in intentionally or in a new way, then it's just literally like tapping into energy. Like it's so that we can um, like you're you have uh self regulation, like I gotta use my other things so that I can be um, more structured, like, you know, mm-hmm. if I want to make sure that I go to yoga in the morning, you know, whatever I want to like be disciplined about, I, um, I tap into, yeah, some of the other things, uh, my other strengths to make sure that I can follow through on some habits that I want to do. So, so we have all 24 character strengths, even the bottom one you can do let, um, and, and we and and really the top five, which is a signature strengths, are just saying that those things are the most energizing, most effort, the effortless, and inherently who you are. And they remain pretty consistent. Sometimes they switch up a little bit, but like um not a, a great deal.
2: Great. Right. And that also kind of answers a question I was gonna ask, which was um so say so someone could have like a higher score, like just say like all the same results as me, but higher scores on all of them um, and have like the same order. But I guess it, it doesn't matter. It's the relative ranking of how you express those.
1: Well, and sometimes to your point, they can flip, but what how I like to think of what you just said, it's a really good question is th- think of it um, as um, instruments and like, so you could have the same instruments, but like one is like playing louder or like the way the tone, like the way you're playing it and the way they harmonize. So at any given time, it's like, you know, you're like a um, choreographer, uh, no, a conductor. And one's like bring in the leadership, you know, and then <laughs> something's lower here and it's like, you can use them in harmony and, mm-hmm. and they kind of play and you can become really skilled at this. So we, we do it naturally anyways. But as you really become to understand these, as you guys would say, superpowers, you can um do that a little more mindfully and intentionally, which um is empowering.
0: It's also to, to resonate with this even more, a relief, um, which is this has been the biggest change uh from our work for me personally. And it was it's gratifying to see the correlation. Uh, you know, you know, it's like we have all the science backing our our assessment, but then if you do these other ones and they're equally valid and then and they overlap, you're like, oh, that's nice. Like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not, I'm not, com- we're not crazy here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? It's the opposite of gaslight. So it's reaffirming, right? Um, and so uh, the biggest, relief really for me is I was trying to fit this shape, really similar to the the same story um, you both were expressing of someone says this and i hear that like you're good at oh yeah you're really funny i'm like yeah but that doesn't mean you take me seriously or whatever it is whatever the thing is mm-hmm. and the, no, knowing that like even if you're totally scatterbrained like in my case right totally scatterbrained and um interested in everything breadth first all the time wide open field for ideas that when wrangled can be just as useful as someone. I mean, well, yeah, me and Tyler working together who's able to just focus like a laser, right? List things down and like a knock them off. A million
1: percent. A million yeah. percent. So you haven't taken it yet, but I I, I, can- I, I curiosity I took, is definitely in yours, right?
0: I I took it, I took it uh just before last night. Curiosity is number six. My okay. top five just for the, the sake of the conversation. Yeah, is yeah, yeah. one is kindness, mm-hmm. two is love. Three is humor, four is creativity, five is gratitude, and then six is curiosity. So curiosity just uh almost made the cut.
1: So <laughs> yeah. I think what you were describing there it was your creativity. So I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes we think of you know art and science of creativity, but it's also very much about being able to come up with multiple solutions to a problem. And the key in that it's a gift is that they're actually useful, Mm. you know, so you can fire out like, you know, like we could do this, we could do this. And then someone like Tyler can come in and maybe say, okay, well, this could be what gets in the way and like start fleshing out like the details. Um, I've partnered um, uh, with, um, so creativity isn't my top five, but I lend more to, um, throwing out ideas and I've had people, um, come in that, um, were trying to put legs underneath it. And at first I would think that they were being, um, pessimistic, like, Mm. or raining on my parade. Like that was a great idea. And, And once we, in terms of teams and what I do, what I found out with this person, what I've helped with other teams to see is, the value in both right like you want that creative person you want that person who's generating ideas and there's momentum and, the, and you don't feel stuck and then mm-hmm. the person with judgment um or 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 prudence like is more gonna measure the risk help come to the optimal decision and the idea like and in, in concert together you know um that's how innovation happens and that's how yeah that you get the best outcomes on teams and and partnerships too like friendships like this and in 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 um marriages you know so so instead of feeling like because sometimes I would be like oh I should have thought of that and then I would then this this breath of air like I'm, I'm not smart enough for this conversation I miss that um Being like, oh, instead of being, oh, thanks, okay, that's a good idea. Like, I'm gonna take a note of that and not letting it take wind out of my sails, you know. So
0: yeah, yeah. And gosh, that uh, this I just connected some dots. Actually, like, getting slightly emotional because I've made those mistakes, and then looking at these top five, I was like, if I had realized, well, the reason I made the mistake is because I was leading with love, kindness, and humor. I didn't want to make the hard decisions I had to. So I delayed them. It was like, oh, like, okay, actually those mistakes make perfect sense of why I was pulling back, holding back. And then it cost, it, you know, it, it ended up costing, but like, and then I would beat myself up like, oh yeah, like you said, I should have known, I should have known, I should have done it earlier, should have done this, should have done that. But it's like, oh, well, okay. This is why I didn't, I understand it. Right. That's really clear.
1: You know, your top three, um, are, are such significant examples of incredible leadership strengths that now more and more in leadership, they're talking about love and leadership more now than ever. Like people want to feel connection. They want to feel seen. They want to feel, um, you know, appreciated humor is the most, um, the shortest distance between two people, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of, um, gaining people's attention and feeling connected to you. So, when, when some, when you share a laugh with someone, they assume that they know you much better than they do. And they remember you differently and you put people at ease. And so it's an incredible leadership tool, you know? Um, and so anyways, yeah, I love, love and humor. I, I, I had a CEO have humor that I did. And at first she, um, she was like humor, like, that's my number one. And we really were able to flesh this out because, um, it puts people at ease. And that's also where speaking of creative creativity, where the best ideas come out, you know, is when people feel comfortable and, um, yeah, it makes people feel like they know the real, they know, know you, but, you know, like you're just like them sort of thing, that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. great in a leader. Yeah. So,
0: This is um yeah, I wanna circle back to a question we didn't get to, which I'm personally have been curious about this whole time, which is why entrepreneurs, why executives, right? What why was this the place that you found was like fertile ground to sort of start planting these seeds?
1: Because I want more leaders like you, Peter. Like I think that yeah, no, honestly, yeah, no, with love and kindness, it's like there there is a ton of ton out there, right? Strength-based leadership has been gaining momentum for 30 years, Um, but a lot of times, to your point, um, where parts where you were holding these essential parts of you back, you know, and um, thinking that that's how you were gonna get advantage by trying to work harder at bringing some other parts of yourself forward, is for leaders to really understand um, what may be considered soft skills, are what matter most, you know, and how to leverage them and, and build them. And, and to be honest, I started out focusing on women. So, um, and it was because of that, like my early idea was that women more often consider their strengths, soft skills, and, and I wanted to help them understand um, and leverage that their strengths um, in leadership. But then I, you know, I found out that, that I was off. That is really not about gender. Like you mm-hmm. being a perfect example that you have, um, have understand how important it would be for you to, to understand the value of your kindness. Right. Um, and to leverage that to, for your podcast and to be successful for your relationships, to be successful, et cetera. So, um, so I changed my mind. I'm gender inclusive. Right.
0: Okay, sounds good. All I heard was uh that I'm just like a woman. That's all that's it. No no, no, no,
1: you didn't.
0: Just kidding. That's some of the humor coming in. Um so uh this is so awesome. I'm I'm just buzzing. Um we are unfortunately, though, winding down on time. So I do want to pull it in and talk a little bit about, um, you know, what is next for you? What 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 do you want to share? Like, what's the most important thing to get across to the people listening to this in particular? Maybe they're excited. They want to take the test. Can they get sure they email you call you on your phone?
1: <laughs> right. Uh, yes, you know yeah. um,
0: what? What's so, next? Yeah.
1: Um, so this is the great news. Um, the VIA V I A um, survey is free. It's for research. People it um, have taken it across the entire world, and it's collecting um, data for the science of human flourishing, which means what makes life worth living. So you can take that, um, and it's free. It takes about fifteen minutes, and instantly. Um, You're going to get all 24 of your character strengths in order. Um, Your top five are the ones that we were calling your signature strength, which means these and they're the most influential on your happiness. And they're sort of um, not sort of, they are your gifts, your inherent Mm -hmm. gifts. If you want to come through me, my website is um, Dr. Nicole Andreata, A-N-D-R-E-A-T-T-A.com. And there is a link in my website where you could take the survey. And if you do, I'll get your results um, and we connect, we can connect. Um, I love to do um, an unwrap your gifts, I call it, which means we just spend an hour and a half and we go through your top five and really unpack um, what they are, um, how you can leverage them, how you're currently already using them, how you could use them more um, to bring more um, success, happiness, well-being, all the all the things in your life. Um, I'm also really invested right now in working with um, medical providers, um, like nurses, community of nurses, just with all of that's happened. Post-pandemic and just the state of, um, yeah, people are leaving healthcare altogether, and I'm kind of blending my experience from working with leadership, hospital leadership, and sharing this um, to help um, address burnout in in with nurses and in healthcare. So I'm really excited about that. Um, so that's kind of that's, you know, every the V is for everyone. The V is for everyone. So either come through my website or just go straight to them, find out your strengths. Um, And uh, I'm here for anyone who wants to learn more about them and and talk about how they can leverage them in their life.
0: Excellent. Uh, Yeah. Tyler, did you have any last questions? I wanted to make sure you get. Uh, Oh,
2: I mean, there's no last questions. There's just a longer list than we started with, (laughs) Uh, but also just for listeners we will include all of, uh, the links um, that were just mentioned in the description, so you don't have to have a memory like test later on. <laughs> Keep can trying I, to re-listen I, to this.
1: <laughs> can I say one more thing? Because I just looked to my left to a note, and I said, I, I, I had this written that if I just said this one thing, it would be really important. And it was all the way back when, like, what did you learn in neuro rehab, or how's that connected to positive psychology? It is this like I was able to witness countless times people. Who were not able to walk? It's the easiest example. Relearn how to walk, and they did that through practicing and building new neural pathways to be able to get the signals from their brain to their muscles, and and they relearn to walk, right? And if people can relearn to walk or to recognize symbols or to speak again, to swallow, you can learn how to be happier like it is just the same thing you know it's what you're focusing on like it is it is neuroplasticity like you can create new neural pathways that are uh, committed to and more efficient at bringing you more life satisfaction more well-being it's not this abstract thing out it is you know it is actually about neuroplasticity and rewiring your brain so that's what i want to say
2: yeah, and I think that's the perfect title for the episode. Yeah. You can learn to be happier. Love yeah. it. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Nicole. This was absolutely uh fantastic. I'm gonna go go for a jog or something. I feel nice. so,
1: so pumped. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, t- take care. Yeah, it's been okay.
0: really fun. Thanks so much.